Hello and welcome to episode 139 of the Naked Tech Podcast. It's the show that gives you everything you need to know about consumer tech, the internet, and all things Zagruta. I'm your friend Jeff Kim. My name is Calvin Lee, and how much will you spend on a flip phone? A thousand bucks, no more, not not a cent Mm. more. That will get you one half of that flip phone at Samsung. That's okay. It's about to launch. Next week? Yeah, the Flip Z. What was it called? The Flip Z? The Z Flip? The Z Flip? Z Flip in America? Yeah. Um, so you can uh, pre order them now in Australia at JD yeah, Hi Fi. Yes, Are they not going to launch it as well, part of the event? Well, I've seen Unpacked. some things on Instagram. Um, mm. Apparently, the rumor is 2600 bucks. Aussie. Aussie. Okay. Uh, mm. You can get it one half at a time. Um, <laughs> speaking of speaking the right Z or Z in America, let, let's let's talk about America for a little second because today was a big day in America. What was it, Kelly? Mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. For some reason, they called it Live. What? I think it's because Roman numerals fifty four. Oh, right, right. Because uh, I, I, just, I just saw a lot of um, fans with scarves, like soccer-style f- scarves, and they, they all said L-I-V on it. And I'm wondering, hang on, are they Liverpool fans? Anyway, um, Super Bowl 54 happened today. Um, and before we get into the show proper, uh, let's just talk about that event because Super Bowl, you know, um, probably not much tech going around, but there's a little bit of, you know, entertainment news. A lot of trailers are breaking. Um you know, uh, my little shout out the Zagruta. You know what that was about? No. So, did you watch any of the halftime entertainment? No. Oh, I didn't see <laughs> Shakira's booty just flying around everywhere in your face with J Lo. I saw a couple of memes about it, but I wasn't quite sure what it was about. So there was a the very meme tastic bit was when Shakira was like twirling her tongue. Oh, you probably saw that one. Yes, and then so that's yes. uh, so she's half Lebanese. So uh, much has been said about that since that halftime performance about I don't know twelve hours ago now, um, it, and it's an Arabic thing, you know, when they go the the females. So right. that, that's what that was for. But then everyone thought it was just maybe she's being a bit naughty. Um, but like that, that was the moment of the Super Bowl because every Super Bowl has a moment. Like I think. Uh, Katy Perry's performance about four years ago, or I think five years ago with Left Shark. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember Left Shark. Classic, <laughs> that was the most classic. drunk I've been at a Super Bowl, by the way, and that was so much fun, <laughs> that halftime performance. <laughs> You'd have to be drunk yeah. for Super Bowl halftime. But I, I, I seriously, I didn't take the day off today. Um, and Miguel, I know you're listening to this, but um, I didn't take the day off like I normally do. Watched most of it. Or try to in the office on KO. The best, <laughs> on your the, phone? No, the best feature about KO is uh, you you can watch it on the browser and you could like you can take take the um the, the screen outside of the Chrome browser in a little mini take like like screen. like the Skype thing. Yeah, right. for example. Yeah. Uh, like Skype, a floating uh, window. Floating window, that's what I'm trying to say, yeah. And you can make it tiny as well. Um so that's what I was doing uh for most of the day while trying to work and uh you know, to the varying degrees of success. Um, but yeah, uh, on the Super Bowl theme, just quickly before we get into the show, um, got a couple of clips. I think this probably is best example of all, all the movie studios trying to get their little 30 seconds, what do they call it? The uh, 
the big game spots out. The commercials in this game are really expensive, SpongeBob. Hmm, it's just the pre-game. You got 26 seconds to tell me everything in this movie. Sir, yes, sir. There's fast cars, flashbacks, Snoop Dogg, robots, a wise sage. Hello. Churros. The only thing missing is Gary. Let's go find him. I smell a road trip. That could be my breath. The SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. Yeah, that was money well spent. Yeah, so Super Bowl ads are notoriously expensive. Over and loud. And loud, of course. It has to be loud. Uh, by the way, uh, they quickly mentioned, I don't know if you heard it, uh, Wise Sage. Do you know who that was? No. Keanu Reeves, of course. Shut up. He's in the next SpongeBob movie. But like, let me just list out all the big game spots, 30-second spots that, that came out. Mulan. I think I was okay. a little bit excited about that. Yes. Not a fan. <laughs> I don't think you are. Um Fast and the Furious 9. Yeah, that, that's a whole that episode in itself, uh, oh, okay. coming back from the dead. Yeah, is John Cena really Vin Diesel's brother? Dude, I don't, I don't think I'd buy that. Uh, Black Widow, um, that's probably another you know breakdown episode. Top Gun Maverick, I'm excited about mm. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bond, No Time to Die. Man. Mm, nah. Min- minions, <laughs> Minions, The Rise of Gru. I don't even know what episode. I don't even know what. What are we at now? Like Minions Five? Is that well, the one? They, they actually got rid of the actual name, which is the Despicable Me, wasn't it? Oh yeah, so it's all about yeah. the Minions. Minions and Gru. So this is when Gru was a a tiny child. Um, a Quiet Place Part Two, which actually appears to be Part Zero Point Five, because I think it's a prequel to when it all happened. Is it not? Mm. But that looks pretty good. Um, and Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm sorry, I had to mention that one. Yeah, look, I, I, just a quick word on Sonic. So everyone, yeah. if, for those who don't know what happened with Sonic, they released a trailer a couple of months ago and everyone hated it. So the studio actually went back to reshoot or reanimate a lot of Sonic mm-hmm. at a very high cost. Without so the reshoots, where, by the way, so because it's yeah. uh, live action, it's a bit weird. So here's where I'm concerned. They did it because they listen to the fans. If the fans don't go watch this movie, why should the studio ever listen to the fans again? Mm. So I'm not quite sure where the stand, whether people should go watch Sonic at the movies, because I can't imagine it's going to be very good. Some, some people think this was part of the marketing. So they never mm. intended to bring it out when it was meant to have come out like last year. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, that has got to be the most genius trailer movie <laughs> marketing plan of all time. Mm, well, let's see if it works. Um, I've got a whole bunch of like Disney Plus. Should, I, should we quickly talk yeah, about that? I think because there's a couple of, well, mm. it was only a 30 second spot for yeah. three different um, franchises on, mm. on Disney Plus. So not much to break down, but a lot of interesting images. Yeah, well, let me, I've got a short clip on that from, from that 30 second teaser. It's probably half of it, but like. You're not going to see anything, obviously, but this is just to give you a flavor for what they might be. Wanda, welcome home. Vision residents. I'm going to burn this place to the ground. Oh, that was Loki. Yeah. Apparently just shooting last month. Yeah, he's committed, right? I mean, mm. came back, quickly did that for Super Bowl. Um, so good on him for squeezing that in because mm-hmm. 
you know, it's going to hype up the rap the hype machine. So this is Loki before he becomes good. It's Loki that escapes with the scepter, or sorry, the the uh, the blue thing, <laughs> the blue glowing thing. Tesseract. The Tesseract. Uh, in the middle of Endgame. Do you remember that scene? Um, yeah. So I, I, I think he sort of causes a few more things to happen before maybe mm. he comes good again. Uh, WandaVision, uh, that probably is the most interesting looking thing. There's a lot of variations of Scarlet Witch. And she will be called the Scarlet Witch for the first time in the MCU. Yeah, even that, obviously, they had a, uh, a short glimpse of the red costume that she wears in the comic books with the mm, crown and everything. Launchy costume, yeah. Yeah, so um, apparently that will lead into Doctor Strange 3. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm, so Which, we'll see. Yeah, and that's meant to be a horror. So I think lots of, like, some of it feels like a like a 60s sitcom type situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like set in the 60s or 50s perhaps, um, but then it, it looks to get a bit dark as well. Yeah. So looking forward to that one. Um, you know, you got to see Sam Wilson throw the Captain Shield. That was cool. I think that was a yeah. big shot, no? Expected? Yeah. I, I He's human, right? In a suit. So he's not meant to be able to throw that without, you know, without caps like, you know, intuition and superpowers mm. and everything. So I just want to know without how the they're going to explain that. Okay, well, oh, yeah. I think, Practice, you know, practice. Got to just do it for 10,000 hours, don't you? Um, miss. You also get to see Zemo again, um, one of the villains that uh, uh, Black Panther didn't decided not to kill. Um, Sharon Carter, also John Walker. What do you know about John Walker, apart from that it's a whiskey? Not much, but I know there's going to be US agent appearing in that TV yeah. show. Um, so it'll be interesting to see him. Mm-hmm. So just quickly, um, Disney Plus, so... Uh, have you signed up yet? No, I'm waiting for all these to come through and then uh, okay. we'll see. All right. So this is uh, that, sorry, out of those three, Loki probably won't happen this year, but um, the other two certainly will. They've been fast-tracked somewhat. Uh, of course, you've got The Mandalorian Season 2 coming probably, uh, maybe this around the same time as last last year. Um, I'm really looking, looking forward to The Clone Wars Season 7, which yes. is uh, at the end of February. I think you should probably sign up before that. Yeah. Um, maybe catch up on the older seasons. <laughs> uh, uh, on the Star Wars theme, they're going to have a like a game show called Jedi Temple Challenge. A what show? A Jedi Temple Challenge. So, you know so, that Japanese uh, some, oh, something, no. something's castle meets like Ninja an, Warrior. The obstacle castle thing. But with Jedi skills. So, that seems intriguing. Uh. I'll watch okay. the first episode maybe and not watch another one. Uh, the Muppets coming to Disney Plus. Um, a series for Monsters at Work, which is uh, set six months after Monsters Inc. Pe- I don't know if Wait, I'm... that's still a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it is. Um, Chip and Dale. So when I was growing up, I watched a lot of Chip and Dale. I think they were part of the Rescue Rangers. So two chipmunks uh, going on. I don't know, detective things. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> really scrapping uh, the bottom of the barrel here. Okay, well, maybe this is the very last one I'll talk about. Um, a cooking show called Be Our Chef. And okay. this is going to be like a Disney-themed cooking show. Um, and I like I like the part where um, whoever wins uh, with the winning dish, that dish is going to be served up at Disney World in time. So it's I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Because we all go to Disney World for the food. Well, I'm planning to go this year, Kelvin. 
Well, for not, the food? To, not for the food, but <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, God. so Disney Plus, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I mean, uh, obviously all the Star Wars stuff. Um, to be honest, I probably haven't seen anything else. But uh, yeah, I think it's worth the money. So just to end this first half of the mm. show, how is yeah. Disney Plus as an app, as a service, as a website? Uh, still needs a bit of polish. So okay. it's it's hard to go back to where you've left off. That mm. that part of it is a little bit janky, especially on Apple TV, uh, and that's my primary sort of app use i haven't sort of used the 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 app experience experience on the phone as much um but yeah i mean you know they've got a lot of years to catch up on right so well it'll be better it'll be better than foxtel go i can tell you that much <laughs> um so yeah so i think it's on to the second half of the show where it's um back to what we're known for and that is tech news um you, you can't look at any sort of news site or news portal without news about the coronavirus but i wanted it to be more of a tech sort of focused um, stories rather than stuff that's being thrown at you at the mainstream media instagram facebook twitter mm-hmm. this is quite interesting so in mexico uber have decided to suspend 240 accounts that contain the potential spread of the virus because they had two drivers who came into contact with a possible coronavirus case so these are all the people who have since ridden with these two drivers and to stop it spreading uber has suspended their accounts isn't that isn't that amazing like and this is all just based off obviously data does that stop them from driving though i think they've suspended the drivers as well i mean i think there's no point of suspending the 240 people who have ridden with the drivers and still let them drive around right 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 um but it's it's interesting how, you know, we can finally start using phones and technology mm. to sort of stop movement and stop people from spreading a virus. Mm-hmm. But I, I gather this is a result of, and, and we did sort of mention this a little bit last week, a result of some sort of algorithm that picked up on the pattern, right? So it wasn't a human going through a data set to pick out the 240 accounts. Yes, uh, so where where I'm going with that, this is like where where do you stop where do you stop so um, I feel like this is a bit of a you know a dangerous or a slippery slope one of those things yeah where, yeah because doesn't Uber also allow you to split payment um, mm-hmm. in some countries if I split payment with you that would put you in the same pool as me and then you can keep going right yeah but I guess my point is like this has happened because some sort of user pattern is in a database so what's next Uh, what you know where i'm thinking 23 and me (laughs) yeah why not so dna is the ultimate human private data and what if you're banned or some i don't know you can't ban dna but um you know i think that's that's the next step to this um it it is like somewhat scary times for me with, with all of this happening um you know somewhat wearing my tinfoil hat can't you know help thinking whether this is orchestrated somehow to get to some place if you get my drift so you're saying it's the 9-11 of privacy perhaps perhaps um, um yeah uh yeah I I, I I i think it's all it depends where we end up i mean let's just see how we go apparently the you know the there's talk of cures being looked at and vaccines and things like that so it could be over before it's really done some major damage um, mm-hmm. but you're right there's a lot of these scary things coming through 
Um, talking about scary, imagine not being able to buy your iPhone um, no. at the moment. I know, end of the world. Apple is uh, obviously has closed all its corporate offices, stores, and contact centers in mainland China. Um, and obviously, our favorite Apple analyst, Mi Ching Kuo, has said that this could, you know, cause a 10% decrease in uh, Apple's earnings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm not so much worried about Apple losing money. I think this is going to happen across all industries, flights, mm-hmm. tour companies. Um, so, but it's it's interesting how technology is being impacted by all these external factors and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and, and this is after their record quarter of the last quarter. And I think the um, the results, the quarterly results came out just last week. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the record quarter, like, in the history of Apple. So just think about how, you know, successful Apple has been over the last 10 years, like the last three months has literally been their best three months. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, they probably don't have much to worry about. I, I think the concerning part of this story is... Um, just the general or, or the knock-on effect. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm no economist, but I'm going to try to <laughs> uh, explain how economy works in some way because, um, yeah, this this is the start, but then what, what what's affected from that? It's the supply chain and, God, who's, who's the maker of iPhones? Foxconn. Foxconn, you know, if, if, if they have to let go uh, half of their um, staff, um, what is the impact of that? I think it's, you know... Those are the things that are slightly concerning right now, unless things change. Yeah, and but you know, on the flip side, you know, there's there's talk of people, you know, bringing manufacturing back to sort of in country, like America wants to start building their own things a lot more, et cetera, et cetera. Opportunity. So, exactly. Someone's making money somewhere. Someone's <laughs> making money somewhere. Talking yeah. about making money. Hmm. Google's got a new service. Ooh. Jeff, how would you like Google to print ten photos? from your last 30 days mm-hmm. automatically every month for a mm. cheap, cheap price of mm. $7.99 USD a month. Okay. So you sign up to the service. Mm-hmm. You will get a 4 by 6 photo. Uh, well, not 4. I mean, you will get 10 4 by 6 photos sent to you every month. Uh, you get to pick themes. So you get to pick people and pets, landscapes, or a bit of everything. Hmm. I'm I didn't just checking the calendar. April. Yeah, I was just check- checking my calendar here. Um, what, what is... No, it's, we're two months away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what so, uh, quality of, you know, photos? Like, is it a... Uh, what, what print quality, I mean? Well, I think... Or format. You know, the actual well, photography? I don't even know I, what I they're called. So, so I think the AI will be able to tell if it's shit or not, basically. Mm. Um, and obviously if it's blur or anything, it won't print that, but mm. what will I do with these 10 photos every month? Mm. S- stick them on the wall. Well, do that, but then eventually take photos of the photos. So you can, when you, when you throw those photos out, you can remember them. I mean, I can see, I can see Google being smart about this and going, Hey Jeff, you just had a party. Here are some of your best photos. Do you want to print them for you know, 80 cents a piece. That makes more sense to the AI going, hey, do you want this on the mug mm-hmm. or a t-shirt or anything? But to pay for a subscription service every month to get printed photos? It's I, just... think, I think my mom would love this, actually. Because she still prints Yeah, but what photos. if I haven't done anything in the last 30 days? Pretty sad. Maybe there's a light version. 
<laughs> Maybe, I mean, like Google will know like if these photos are from a trip, right? So mm. maybe you can only activate when there's been a trip. Uh, I think they can do a lot better than a subscription service. They are trial. It is a trial, in all fairness. But I think mm. it's another step in the AI process where, you know, you're you're giving me photos that I didn't even know I wanted. That that is that is the end game, right? Is to think ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe like fridge magnets. I don't know. Maybe every every month is a different format. I remember I was so impressed by that Square service. Was it Square Magnets? What was it for Instagram? Oh, that the, you brought into the office once? Oh, did I? Well, I've got them all over my fridge still. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the, the, the name of the service, but uh, I think it's still around. I've, I've seen people people post things about that. Postagram, perhaps? Postagram? Postagram. Postagram, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the good old days. I think uh, back in the 2011 days when Instagram was still fun. <laughs> It's no longer the number one, um, you know, social media service, which is people on steroids at gyms. Sorry, Instagram and- by Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, On to some kind of, I love, I love, this is probably my favorite story uh, of, of the last couple of weeks. Bring it on. A guy wheeled na- mm. 99 phones in a cart to create mm. traffic jams on Google Maps. Uh-huh. So... He took 99 phones, put them in a, a wheelbarrow, just mm-hmm. walked around town, and Google thought it was 99 cars all driving at a very slow speed. Right. So if you look at Google Maps, where he was walking, that street was red. So this was for the purpose of? Art, apparently. Okay, so, so he purposefully wanted Google to think that. Correct. So artist Simon Weckard uh, wanted to prove that he could hack Google Maps to create virtual traffic jams on the streets of Berlin. So... He loaded 99 phones at Google Maps, and then he just wheeled it around, even outside of Google's offices in Berlin. Mm. I always wondered what that cutoff point was. Like, what if he did 50 phones? You know, like, what, what would be that? Does it depend on the size of, or the number of lanes? There's some probably some algorithm there. Someone's well, there's out. obviously an issue if an old guy can walk around with 99 phones and just mess up the service. Yeah, but the signal's... Uh, def- like just that. I don't think there's anything else. Uh, well, hopefully they're not using camera technology to to come up with traffic data. Like we, we we've known that it's been yeah, like personal phones, anonymous data, in a car. Mm. So it kind of makes I, sense. But uh, brilliant uh, use of art. Well, yeah. I mean, and messing with people's days. Um, so I thought that was super interesting. And I wonder how Google's going to respond to that. They're going to have to think of something smart. Mm. Um, I, w- I want to see like a picture of a wheelbarrow on Google Maps come up. <laughs> Just follow the guy around. False, false alarm, yeah. I know. Um, and then on to some local news. Um, CBA, the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, hmm. has announced that they're launching Clonar. How do you how do you pronounce this? K L. I like that. I like Clonar. I would have gone Clana. Clonar. Clana. But I like Clonar. Yeah, of all the different press releases and, and things that went out, I found a really good story on itnews.com.au just talking about how it all happened. Mm. So it's simply said it's a virtual credit card. Um, and in April 2019, Matt Common, who is the CEO of CBA, flew to Los Angeles to meet the founder and head of Clonar, which is, Seb- oh, I'm going to butcher his last name, Sebastian Siamiatkowski. Um, Siamiatkowski. Simikowski, 
and it's not live in CBA's app. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't the way the way he's disrupted this is he doesn't understand why we all have to pay you know whether it be a merchant or a receiving end um, any fees and charges. Um, so think of PayPal charging the merchant five percent or whatever it is. Um, so it's quite interesting that they've entered the market thanks to some injection by CBA, and it's already started. Um, so you can go into the app, buy something, pay for it in four different payments, I believe. And it's apparently all happens really quickly. You don't have to have a credit card or anything. Um, so this is going to really piss off people like MasterCard, I'm assuming, and Visa, because you no longer have to apply to get credit to buy something. Hmm. Um, so it's quite interesting. Yep. So I probably should give a disclosure here because I may work for this organization, but um, I it sounds like you know a lot more than I do um, and I'm supposed to be in digital. Uh, all, all I know is that, um, yeah, we, we created some landing pages on, on, on that on the website, but um, mm. I, I thought this was more, and this is going to sound really stupid because I worked there, but uh, I thought it was more about um, similar to Afterpay. Mm-hmm. Does, does it have that feature? I'm just reading. Yeah, the, so it is. So it's, it's it basically splits up whatever you want to buy into four separate payments. Right, got it. That you pay over time. Um, the interesting is, the interesting thing is it it virtually creates a credit card number, so that you can use the service to buy a mm. TV or whatever it may be, um, and then pay off that item uh, like a credit card, but without I'm guessing without the insane twenty two percent cash rate. Got you. Uh, that, that you have to do so mm. it's an interesting sort of mechanism to trial i guess mm-hmm. um but cba have put 300 million dollars in it so they must be heading in the right direction yeah and it news is uh sort of framing it like imagine paypal gone right which is That's a nice right. way to put it um they're this they're right that pay, paypal has a lot of problems uh, I, I think a lot of podcasters, podcasters can probably, uh, you know, agree with that. Um, would, would this work for like, uh, you know, like, you know, if you're a podcaster and you have, you get donations or some, some sort of, um, what is the thing that everyone uses? A Patreon. Pa- Patreon. Yeah. Uh, Patreon is through PayPal, is it not? Um, anyway, um, in- interesting. Um, I, I will have a read of this. COVID yeah. At some point. <laughs> well, I think it's all about user experience as well, right? Mm. Applying for a credit card takes weeks. Yeah. To be honest, the whole fifty-five day interest-free thing is something that banks still can't properly explain to customers. Mm. Um, so this is meant to simplify all that stuff, give people mm. credit, let them yeah. pay pay for it, pay it off. Yeah. Um, and I think this could really disrupt uh, credit cards. And it's interesting to see a bank sort of back this up, uh, seeing. I would love to be in that room with conversations with the credit card providers, but no, if that's only not going to happen. If only. Um, if only. So I, th- <laughs> I mean, this is not the first time a, a big bank has, you know, bought up a disruptor in, in the in the market. Um, the one I can think of is uh, the company Up, UP. Mm. Mm. Um, they're backed by Bendigo Bank, who are themselves backed by someone else, I think. But um, <laughs> it's a St. George. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like this is probably the the normal now, where uh, a lot of startups and there's what do you call them fintechs? But what's the other one? 
new new fin <laughs> i have no idea there's, there's some Let's make it up some, hashtag oh, new fin everybody new fin um yeah the, the wave of them um and eventually the the good ones will all, all get bought up by the big banks unfortunately Mm. Um, that that's just the way it is in Australia. Uh, maybe less so in a place like Europe and maybe America. I think you know Square is still independent. Um, they'll probably partner a lot with the bigger companies, but like they've stayed independent. Um, it's another company that started by Jack Dorsey, head of Twitter. Yeah. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. And just to end off the episode with a bit more news about more money going to the local market here in Australia is the launch of X15. Um, yep. So this is so another... This is not an X-Men character? No, it is another CBA initiative to launch oh. 25 startups in the next five years. Um, so Matt Common, CBA, said it could lift its $1 billion a year tech investment budget. Um, as it looks into pumping more money into these startups. Um, so they already have two uh, coming up this year. Uh, the first two startups, um, they're called Home In and Vento. For example, Home In is going to help customers with legal, financial, logistical processes of buying a home. And Vonto sounds crazily like Venmo to assist small businesses uh, manage their platforms like Zero and Stripe and payments and things like that. So not super sexy to your typical tech geek, but you know, very important to small businesses. Mm -hmm. um, it's good news for everyone because the amount of money that's going in, what is unclear, and I saw this on LinkedIn, was who owns these startups? Because this is not your traditional incubator where CBA is funneling cash into a startup. You will belong to CBA, uh, X15 being a subsidiary. You will be able to borrow skill sets of people like yourself, Jeff, to help them spin themselves up in scale. But who ends up owning the end product, I think, mm. in this case, will be CBA. So they're not going to be spending their money <sighs> buying tech startups. They're going to build them. customers. <laughs> yeah, so it's a different you know, way of doing things. I think it's smart of CBA not to have to buy mm. companies and then those companies themselves become quite outdated. At least you're building the company, you know the ins and outs and it's financially safe to buy inverted commas. Um, so expect more in the fintech space, um, especially if you're into in that industry and technology, um, mm -hmm. things are going to change. One, just one question, final question perhaps. Yeah. Does this make CBA a technology company? I, I think every bank in Australia has to be a technology company. Um, I'm not going to, you know, obviously I don't know the ins and outs of the finances and things, but CBA has always prized their technology on top of everything else, including, you know, well, it's up there with customer service. So hmm. they've got a, this will definitely put them ahead of the pack, I feel. Um, yeah. So everyone's got to be different somehow. And CBA decided to bank it all on fintechs and technology and, and startups. And um, that's hmm. one way of doing it. Hmm. Bank, bank on it. I like what you did there. Ah, bank on it. On that note, we hope you enjoyed episode, ooh, what are we, 139? Thank you, Jeff. I'm going, I'm getting old. Um, you can enjoy all the other 138, 138 episodes on the website. Um, also, don't forget to check us out uh, on any of your podcast listening tools or apps and rate us. It would really help. Let us know what you think on all the different social networks. And that's Kelv out. And that's Jeff out. Um, rating, bit of an issue. Uh oh, no one knows how to do it. 
Oh, I've done do something. It. I don't like. I I haven't figured it out. I think we need a whole episode. I don't even have a freaking like. Uh, what I do? Where's my? Where's is where is Apple Podcast the only thing that you could rate on? Like, can, can you not do it on other platforms? What about Spotify? By the way, I looked at the uh, insights, and uh, Spotify is getting a few, you know, few listens. It, I don't like. Yeah, I I think that's the thing. I I, I think okay. that's good. Uh, what, what was that new Apple thing that you sent? Because I didn't quite understand. Oh, so Apple now creates all this like QR codes and artwork and things like that for you based on just by you saying you're the Nicotech bot. Yeah. So like, you uh, know, Play Now and Apple and things like that. So all the art, all the marketing assets. So you know how if you meet someone at a club or whatever it is, you can now show them our QR code. Apple generates okay. that for you. All right. Like Spotify has done for years. Okay. Oh, oh man. I have to update my iTunes. <laughs> I want to see how this works. No, it's you should. Well, you gotta update your uh, OS because it should. It's it's not iTunes anymore. I know, but I'm on Windows. Oh, hang on. So you still have to use iTunes? Yeah. There's no Apple Podcast app in Windows. I don't know Apple. <laughs> <laughs> this is so confusing. Windows. Um, yeah, but someone told me, like, uh, I've been desperate to rate you, but I, I don't know how. <laughs>